one in three single moms might make it to church once in a while. Yeah. 1% of the over 300,000 evangelical churches in America, just 1% might have a, a ministry mm. for the single moms. Wow. And it just weighed on my heart so heavily. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Alongside Podcast, which is a production of Heritage Baptist Church. The purpose of this podcast is to come alongside followers of Christ in order to have thoughtful conversations about the gospel, culture, and the church. I'm your host, Mike Crump, and today I am excited to welcome Jana Whitney to the podcast. Jana and her husband, Ted, have been members here at Heritage since 2007, and both have uh, spent a lot of time here at the church in various ministries, but in recent years, Jana has played an important role in our single mom's ministry called Invited. Knowing that many in our audience may not be aware of this ministry, I'm excited to have Jana here to talk about it. Jana, welcome to Alongside. Thank you very much. Very excited to have you on because I do think this is one of those ministries that it, it has been going um, on and off, just especially due to COVID, and we know that's just how things have been with ministry, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of people just may not be aware of it. So we're going to get to that here in just a minute, but first, I would love for you to be able to share your story, which is often common here on Alongside, to share about how you came to know Christ as your Savior. So let's Kind of rewind and go back to your beginnings. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Clarksboro, New Jersey. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, what was your family like? Did you grow up in a church, uh, church family or a Christian family? I did. I grew up with my dad and stepmom and a brother and a sister and a stepbrother and sister. We were kind of a Brady Bunch Okay. Uh, from early days. My, my parents had divorced when I was very young and then uh, my mom passed away when I was four Mm. so then we moved in with dad and my stepmom and we were suddenly a big family Um, but yeah we were we grew up in the church we attended a a Methodist church Uh, we were very involved um, there all the time yeah yeah and I heard the gospel I I understood it to the degree that I felt was like solid yeah um and when I was when I was eight, I think I either read something about hell or mm. or heard a message about hell, and it scared me to death. And I yeah. went to my dad, and I'm like, I need to make sure that I don't go to hell. And so, I mean, he was he was thrilled to walk me through um, the gospel presentation and prayed with me, and mm. and I was like, okay, great, I'm I'm saved, and got baptized, and I just felt like, okay, I I did the right thing and I'm just going to have to keep doing all the right things Mm -hmm. and got involved at church and did the missions trips, um, did the youth group leadership, but it, it, it was on Sundays. That's, that's when God was like needed to be important to me on Sundays. Yeah. 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 Um, so so there there was that, there was that, active church life right. going on and, and kind of trying to learn what it is to be a Christian, but maybe it hadn't fully sunk in the grace of God and right. its impact on your life. Right. I really had no understanding. So when, when did that happen? When, when did that kind of full understanding of God's grace and what Christ had done really impact your life? Right. I was 22. Okay. I had gotten through college. I was working full time and through a series of circumstances found myself in a place where I didn't feel like I could reach out to anybody mm. and tell them like this is really what's going on inside yeah. and for reasons that I still can't even explain I got on a plane and went to go visit my grandfather in Maine wow 
really was, you know, it was nice to spend time with him, but yeah. mostly I was just alone and I brought my Bible, which I had not looked at in a while. Really? And I, because I thought, well, there's probably not going to be a lot of, you know, exciting activities going on, yeah. which is okay. So I'll bring something to read. And I started reading through the Psalms mm. and I got to Psalm 62 mm. where it said, um, let me think, drawing a blank. You're fine. Basically, um, like pour out your hearts to him yeah. for God is our refuge. Mm. And I was shocked, shocked to read that God wants to hear what's going on in me. Mm. He wants to hear that. Yeah. He, he already knows the mess that I either walked into or the mess that maybe happened to me, but he wanted to hear all about it. Mm. And that's when I understood that's what he wants. That's what a relationship is. It's not me doing the right things all along and then feeling guilty about it or feeling exhausted by that mm. or feeling like I wasn't measuring up. He wanted to hear from me. Mm. And that's when I trusted him to to hear me and to save me mm. at that time. Praise God. Yeah. There, there is something so wonderful about that reality that there is a God, the, the all-encompassing eternal heavenly Father who created the universe and holds all things together by the power of his will, and yet he stoops low, mm -hmm. knows us personally, and longs to care for us intimately. Um, and when we grasp that, there, there is just something so beautiful. And that he wants to hear from us, as you were saying. Right. I mean, that's uh, it still is mind-boggling at times to think that God actually cares what I think or, mm -hmm. or what I say and how I'm feeling and all that kind of stuff, but it's true. Right. It's true. Right, and uh, it was just a, a wild revelation to me. Mm. Yeah. So, so at that point, you you have this understanding. God has kind of illuminated your heart to understand Him more deeply, and um, and so so what's next for you? You go, you come back from Maine, and right, I came back from Maine and actually broke up with my college boyfriend. Oh wow! And, right, and uh, I thought, you know what, I had wasted so much time doing all the right things and not really understanding why or understanding God's grace that I quit my job and went up to Word of Life Bible Institute. Okay. I thought, I'm just going to immerse myself mm. or be immersed yeah. in the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Word of Life is a great place to do it. It really is. A lot, a lot of great testimonies uh, just around the church, obviously, of uh, people who have gone up there and um, or down there, if you go down to Florida, and right. uh, really been impacted by it. Right. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So time with the Lord, and uh, where where does uh, where does Ted come into to things in, in this story? I met Ted at Word of Life. Okay. But I I had told myself, you know, I had just ended a, a almost five year relationship. I was not interested in meeting anyone. I was kind of afraid to because mm -hmm. I thought it took me that long to figure out that that was not the way to go. And I met Ted and. <laughs> He was Mr. Whitney. He was on staff, so he was Mr. Whitney. Oh, okay, okay. And I was a student working in the office for my work assignment. Yeah. And I heard his testimony at a snow camp, and I was like, wow, what a neat guy. But I didn't think anything of it, and um, just over time, we got to be friends. Mm. And then when I when I graduated, he told me, you know, if you write me, I'll write you back. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm never going to hear from him again. It took me a couple of months to send him a card. It was something about a dead goldfish. I don't okay. even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was, but I'm like, all right, I'm just going to send it. Yeah. And uh, got a letter back from him immediately. And we started writing back and forth and then calling and then 
He was so, in New York. I okay, was in so New he Jersey. was still up in New York. Okay, right. I was in New Jersey, and um, he came down to visit. No, first I went up to visit, and then the next month he came down to visit, and we decided that we were dating. And then the next month I met his mom in Tennessee, and then two months later we were engaged, and then by December we were married. Wow. Yep. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I, I've always enjoyed uh, hanging out with Ted. Um, I know he's he's over by hospitality now right. uh, on Sunday mornings. He's always, so good at it. Uh, oh, he is. He's fantastic. So mm-hmm. it's always a blessing to see him over there. And uh, and you now have been involved in the single mom's ministry now for a, a little bit of time. Right. But tell us a little bit, how did you have an interest in single mom's ministry? How did that come about? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that it it the ministry type the that group of women yeah. those families honestly hadn't really been on my radar mm. um, until I was I was taking a class about counseling women mm-hmm. and there was a, a project we had to do and there was a list of different um, issues that women might deal with like postpartum depression or I forget what the other ones what the other issues were but one of them was single moms yeah. and I'm like I even thought to myself, like, why Why would that group of women be on this list? It just, mm. I don't know. So I thought, that's what I'm going to choose. Yeah. And um, just reading about how, how they might see the church, how the church may or may not have the single moms on their radar mm. um, was just so heavy mm. to me. Um, just thinking of some of the statistics was like one in three single moms might make it to church once in a while. Yeah. Um, I think it was 1% of the over 300,000 evangelical churches in America, just 1% might have a, a ministry mm. for the single moms. Wow. And it, it just, just weighed on my heart so heavily. Yeah. Um, I know that there had been a single mom's ministry here when we first came. I didn't really know much about it, and mm-hmm. I think it had maybe for one reason or another had had died off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I I went to well first I talked to Ted. I'm like I've I've got to do something, mm. and he has such a testimony of growing up with a single mom who is amazing. Wow. And a couple of his sisters were single moms at one point or another. I have a sister-in-law who was at one point. Um, and he's like, yeah, let's, what needs to be done? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to call the church and see. Yeah. And then I met with uh, Pastor Mike Morcon and just kind of got things rolling. Like, okay, what do we do? Yeah. Yep. So that was four years ago. Okay. Yeah. So what, um, speaking of some of the, um, maybe some of the issues, some of the things that single moms wrestle with, mm-hmm. kind of paint a little bit of a picture of maybe some of the things that for people that maybe they're in the same boat. They're like, well... I mean, I've got kids, and I know that the kids are kind of tough. But what what are some things that maybe single moms wrestle with that maybe others don't? Maybe other families don't don't realize. Sure, um, loneliness. Mm. Maybe making it out to church and not knowing where they fit in. Mm. Um, yeah, typically you'll sit in an adult Sunday school class, and it's it's couples. Yeah. Um, maybe just being overwhelmed by not only parenting, but parenting alone and work and keeping up on repairs and the car broke down and all of those things. Yeah. I mean, all of those things that me as a married person, that, that's stressful yeah. to try to keep up on everything. And I've yeah. got a really great 
partner to say, hey, can you handle this? Mm-hmm. I've had such a day. Can you do something with the kids? Yeah. And these women uh, may not have any support in the area, but they definitely don't have the support in the home. In the home. Right. Yeah. So that shouldering that burden that just comes with family life and children and right. all that is overwhelming. Right. Yeah. And sometimes just going to church and and maybe taking on the perception that, you know, are people judging me? Mm. Um, there's a lot of shame yeah. and guilt, um, yeah. feeling like they've been ostracized. Yeah. So you contact Pastor Mike Morcon and you begin this kind of starting back into single moms ministry or kind of building this thing back out. Right. Um, and it's been going on. You started that when? That was four years ago. Okay, four years ago. Right. Um, and what kind of ministry occurs with single moms? What kind of things do you guys do or classes or what, what does it look like? Right. Okay. Well, at that point, we weren't sure what it needed to look like. Okay. Um, I know we had a <clears throat> we had a meeting. Pastor Mike kind of led it and then stepped aside after he said, you know, Heritage, your church family wants to support you. We're here to provide, you know, we're going to, you know, Jenna's going to be our contact for any needs that you have, that kind of thing. Yeah. Just a welcome, like, you are loved. You mm. are invited. We want you to be here. We want your kids to be here. We want to show you the love of Christ because we do love you. So that was that was an awesome intro. Um, there might have been a maybe 10 women there. And at first, see, I'm not a front person at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't sure what to do. But we started with a like a Facebook group of, of a closed group, like here's some encouragements, here's some community resources, here are some resources at the church. Please let me know gotcha. what, how, the church family can can love on your family. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we we were able to do some things like help a family move to a new house. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a I forget the ministry here where Mitch McFarland and Ken Bean were like gathering up men to do projects. Oh, the, the handyman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They were they're amazing. They've helped with some repairs. Mm. They've helped move. Like we were gifted this big swing set and I put it out there to the group like anybody want this swing <laughs> set and a mom was like my son will love it and Mitch and his crew like literally moved it out of somebody's yard and that's fantastic it was it was just that really neat. so great it was neat um, so things things like that uh, we had a baby shower not too long ago just a few weeks ago yeah. for one of our moms that um, so a, a like lot, that. a lot of practical helps, a lot, a lot of resourcing for these ladies who, mm-hmm. you know, to your point, there, there's a feeling of overwhelming. Who do I go to? How do I share this burden? And part of the body of Christ, of course, is that mm-hmm. we do share one another, bur- share one another's burdens. But a lot of times, and I think in our kind of splintered society, a lot of times we don't know. Okay, who do I talk to? Where is mm-hmm. that conduit for help? Maybe I'm, I'm new to the area or I'm new to the church or maybe I'm just not connected yet. Mm-hmm. So this ministry kind of provides some of that where it's right. a starting point for, hey, I have this need or I have, you know, the, this thing I'm wrestling with. Mm-hmm. Um, where can I be connected or who can I connect to? Right. So it does provide some of that. Yeah. And then we also, um, just before COVID started, we mm-hmm. had started meeting on a weekly basis on Wednesday nights for fellowship and prayer time, we have a, a short devotional book that we 
we read through and talk about, and then COVID shut us down. Yeah. Um, so we just started meeting up again this okay. past, uh, in August. Okay. So we meet on Wednesday nights in Morocco. Okay. Yes, Morocco, 645. All right. So if anyone is interested, a single mm-hmm. mom out there who's listening right now, and maybe they're looking for that community, maybe that's that support, mm-hmm. um, uh, other like-minded ladies who are in the same kind of situation, mm-hmm. um, they can just show up. They can just show up. Wednesday, 645 in Morocco here at Heritage. We would love that. Fantastic. And it's been neat to hear some of the women early on had said, I didn't know that there were other single moms here. Yeah. I didn't know. So it's been a neat it's just been really so neat to see the relationships grow, and um, it's been good. That's just a lot of encouragement flying back and forth. Love to hear that. Yeah. Love to hear that. So how can, for those who are listening, and maybe there are those out there who are just now, they're surprised. They did not realize that uh, this ministry was going on and that, uh, you know, and they're, they're excited about that there is this re- outreach and this encouragement to single moms in, in our church and in this area. Um, how can they be praying for this ministry? Um, well, I could. We could use some help. Like I said, I'm not the front person. Yeah. God didn't gift me that way, but He's He's put me here. <laughs> um, we we did have um, a friend of mine, Wendy. She joined up with us this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been a big help. Um, if anyone wanted to offer babysitting, if anyone wanted to offer um, a backyard that has a bonfire, hayride, or whatever the case may be. Um, pray for those opportunities to come up where the families can just be together and the women don't have to necessarily keep their eyes you know, eagle-eyed on the kids, but the kids can be involved mm. and enjoy just some downtime, gotcha. some fellowship time, some refreshment you know, of their spirits. Gotcha. Um, ways that the church can just show show love to these uh, these women and their kids. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, I would definitely encourage uh, anyone who is listening, uh, just be in prayer. Be in prayer for Jana. She helps lead. Pray for all those who are involved as they help really just how do we connect these ladies in a way that, to encourage them, to equip them, um, and to provide even just those moments of rest? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is one of those things that probably they need a lot of, you know. Um, and I, lo- I love the way you put it of just where can I watch the kids and be able to just relax and but also be ministered to and enjoy company of others, um, right. especially other women who are kind of in the same situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, or other women who can help uh, just speak into my life. Right. So. And if the DC classes want to, you know, if they see somebody walk in, just just welcome them. Like the the, the ministry is called Invited mm-hmm. because we wanted to convey these these ladies, you're invited. We want you to come in. We want to draw you in so you can know community and know fellowship, but know how much Jesus loves you. Amen. And just feel like you don't have to not come or stand to the side or feel like you're not welcome because you are. Amen. Amen. 
Well, if you want more information on Invited, you can go to our website. And if you go to hbclynchburg.com and uh, look on the Grace Care page there, you can find some details about Invited. And uh, we'll also have some information on the Alongside podcast page as well and uh, some links there for you to follow. But, uh, Jana, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Um, I, I'm not going to let you get away without our final question, though. <sighs> Okay. Okay. Um, so I've got my deck of cards here, and right. uh, I'm going to do my shuffle. And let's see uh, what your question is today. Oh, this is a pretty pretty simple one. Is it? Yep. Okay. Who do you think would play you in a movie? Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> simple, but also, you know, right. kind of an interesting one. My kids would say Winona Ryder. Okay. Because I used to be told back when I was like in my 20s that I that I resembled her quite a bit really yes okay I can see that I can see that probably what they would say so I'll go with that all right great answer I think you should also answer is that how it goes is is that how it goes I think that's how it goes today wow see no one has ever made me answer the question before Ah, that's I don't know here's a funny story um (laughs) All right. My family and I were um, in Charleston. Um, we were visiting, just you know, driving through and uh, visiting the city. And uh, we were at a gas station, and a lady came up to me and thought she just knew that I was John Cena. And so I don't know why. I really? Lo- yeah, I don't know why. So I'm just going to say John Cena. Really? <laughs> That's a family joke that we have. She she was just, and I told her, I said, listen, I've got a minivan here filled with kids. I have no muscles. So I don't think I'm John Cena. And she just she just did not believe me. She was like, I think you're John Cena. And she just walked away. So I'm just going to say John Cena. Is this a true story? This is a true story. You can ask my wife, ask okay. my kids, because they thought it was the most ridiculous thing on the face of the planet. I mean. Yeah. And right. it was. It was ridiculous. That's awesome. So I'm just going to say that because it makes me feel good. So <laughs> that's, that's important. That's important. Well, Jenna, thank you so much. I, I really do appreciate it. Thank and, you so um, much. Thank you for what you do uh, for the single moms here at Heritage. And uh, we will continue to pray for you, for the ministry, and uh, that God would just do a, an amazing work there uh, on Wednesdays and then just throughout the year this right. year. Great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. It's a joy to, joy to have you. Well, this has been another episode of the Alongside podcast. For more details on Alongside, including show notes, past episodes, and more, you can visit alongsidepodcast.com. Also, wherever you may listen, uh, make sure you leave a five-star review so others can hear about Alongside and be encouraged in their faith. I'm your host, Mike Crump. Thanks for listening, and we hope that you'll join us next time as we continue to come alongside other followers of Christ in order to have thoughtful conversations about the gospel, culture, and the church.